Hello, my name is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from a live training session with either an individual or a group who are anxiously engaged in recovering their marriages. Please listen to several of the recordings in this podcast, and then, when you are ready, seriously consider attending the live weekly trainings from your home via webinar. My ability to provide enough individual and marriage therapy sessions has become very limited, so I created the marriage repair workshops so I could serve more people at a lower cost for you. So please, when you're ready, investigate your options at www.lazaruslectures.com. That's L-A-Z-A-R-U-S-L-E-C-T-U-R-E-S.com. I look forward to meeting you and to serving you well. I would love to play a part in decreasing your pain and increasing your happiness. See you soon. So let me first talk about the difference, technically speaking. Presiding is what this letter is. This, when, a, when a man presides, he is thinking in advance. He is preparing for the possibilities in the conversation. He's preparing for the possibilities on the date. Let's look again for a second at this letter that we helped the guys write. So this is all done before he even talks to you. This is careful thinking. First of all, he even says, I've been thinking about ways to improve our relationship. Does he have to get it right? Like, does he have to get it perfect? The fact that he's even thinking is so refreshing. Before you even read the letter, if he sends it to you in letter form, look at how long this is. How is that different than what you might have usually gotten in forms of communication? All right. You just go through it, you go, date and time, duration, location. Uh, we could have highlighted here. I was thinking, oh, let's do this one. As I'm thinking about this, I'm thinking carefully about your safety without even reading any further than that. What does that do for your brain? Even if he gets the details wrong, how refreshing is it that he even thought about this stuff? So now maybe his, his approach is still to, yeah, you're learning how to drive. I validate you're learning how to drive, but I'm not quite ready to get in the car with you at your current level of driving. So good job. This was a great, so, so let's talk about how to say no to this one. So here's how I, if I was a girl, would say no to this one. I would start with a little deep breath going, wow, you put a lot of thought into this. Like, thank you. Thank you so much for putting so much thought into this. I can tell that you took my safety into consideration. I can tell you took the depth of our relationship into consideration. I can tell you sought out for time and a duration. Okay, thank you for all that work. Unfortunately, at this time, I'm not going to be able to say yes to that. Now, that's a wonderful weather check opportunity. If he throws things in the air and complains and whines, it's a good thing you said no, because he is not ready to go on a date. If he does not have an edifying response. Now, I'll play the perfect husband now, perfect man. No, dang, I'm sad, but why? I really want to know why. I am so interested in why, because you're making me feel stupid. Wait, no, no, no. Hold on, hold on. Delete, 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 delete. Okay. Your well-being is important to me. Our relationship is important to me. And just so you know, I will be trying again. Little warning, I will be trying again. So let me do some guessing on this. Do you want to like give any specific comments on it? And one could say, well, I don't quite know what you mean by verbal intimacy. I need a little more details on that. Another one might say, I get together. Does that mean with other people? 
Like, what are we talking about there? Like, okay, I appreciate you promising that you will be patient this time, but I just as soon skip any more broken promises. So can you just switch that to a, a, I, I will do my best. I will try my hardest. And if things go wrong, I would like an escape route. I would like you to include my escape path if things go bad. Right, he goes, got it. Now, if he's been trained by me, he was taking notes the entire time you're talking. He's red penciling the thing as you're going. He's like, okay, I got this. And then he goes off and he like swears with his buddies and plays some basketball and sweats on each other for a few minutes because that's some kind of weird male therapy where they go shoot guns or sweat. All right. So then he gets his piece of paper out. And why does he do it? He's got at least two reasons. One, he doesn't want to stand before God and say, it was too hard, man. It was like human females are like hard. Okay, he doesn't want to do that. Then he looks around at all the other opportunities to find women to be married to. And he remembers you're the best choice. Ah, If you try some other woman, she's just going to come with her issues. So I might as well work with this woman and someone I understand a little bit. Okay, besides, I married her for a reason. She was smart and adorable back then. And if I treat her right, maybe she'll be smart and adorable again. Instead of giving me that sauerkraut face every time I look at her. All right. So then he writes it again and he brings it to you again. I told these guys, plan on 50 times before she says yes. 50. And if a man can't do that, he doesn't deserve to have a wife. Now, I would hope that he will uh, convince you within 20. But I tell him 50, you know, when you tell a man wear this cast for six months, you know, he's going to take it off in three. All right. So we say 50. So he'll do it at least 25 times. Can we delete that part out of the recording? I don't know if we need that part. Okay. All right. Any other comments I should look at? Um, Just says it takes time for trust to be restored. And I like the part where you say, I will be trying again. And can I just add a thought to that? Please, Heather. As Please. my husband started to take initiative to preside, it felt really, really awkward because I wasn't used to seeing that or having that. And so when he would come and do some of these things, it felt really forced and rigid and awkward. And I didn't know if that was like, because this is what he felt like he's supposed to do, or was this really sincere effort that he really was just awkward in. And so I think um, initially I was kind of turned off by how it felt and I didn't know whether to trust it or not. But as he kept coming back with those practices, it became something I knew, okay, this is sincere effort. Okay, let's step into this a little bit and try this. Okay, and then, we were able to work with each other a little more, but I think maybe that is what she was meaning by that projecting versus presiding. It's just, it was a foreign thing (laughs) that we hadn't really experienced together before. So it took time to work together on it. Thank you, Heather. I appreciate that reminder because this is extremely foreign to the guys. They have no clue how to do this. It's nerve wracking. It's humiliating when a grown man is trying to learn how to talk like a junior high boy in a better way. It is, um, but that doesn't mean you coddle him, okay? That you don't coddle him through it. You stay acting like a woman. And it will be sloppy 
it will be very sloppy because he's trying and it will also be rigid and foreign because he's trying a new concept, a whole new idea. So you don't have to, being patient with a man doesn't mean saying yes. Being patient with a man means you be ladylike when you say no. You be dignified and courteous when you say no. If the men follow the instructions I've given them, they should have been sending you access to their DPARs or their personal development for several weeks now, okay? If they're following instructions and the training, you should be receiving things about them and their, what they're working on, et cetera, so that this isn't coming out of the blue. Now, whether or not you respond to those, I'm fine if you don't send a whole lot of information back other than thank you or I got your message or something like that. I do encourage you to be ladylike, courteous, and dignified. If he does anything that is an act of kindness, even if it's a like manipulative or something like that, he's, he's got some game he's playing behind it. You don't have to join the game to say, thank you for making me a sandwich. He's like, well, I actually was making the sandwich to try to like get you to do something else. Well, that won't work, but thank you for the sandwich. You see, so you can still be courteous about it. All right. So keep being attentive to your own preferred identity and character. You don't want to react poorly just because he's behaving poorly. In the same way that a high school girl probably won't even have the ability to explain why she's not ready to say yes, you don't have to be able to explain it. You are probably more sophisticated than a high school girl, so you might be able to access some of that. But even when Jackie says, I don't feel safe, that's Japanese to a guy still. He still doesn't quite know what that means, but you're not in charge of spelling it out for him. When I go through my own history of being a husband who had to repair his marriage, all the details came through personal revelation, not my wife. She would say weird stuff like, I don't feel safe. And I would go to God and I'd say, uh, what is she even talking about? And he would usually wait for me to ask three or four times to see if I was actually legitimately interested because I might go off and chase butterflies or something because of my ADHD. But I could come back and I could say, no, for real, man, for real. I need to know what this be safe thing is. And then he would do something like, have you considered Googling it or reading up on it? I'm all, I was just more hoping for like a brain dump. You just tell me, oh, you do have to work for information, Harker. He always calls me by my last name, like I'm some football player or something like that. So ladies, this whole training process between God and his sons, he actually knows how to do it. You don't have to be in charge of that. Just go, I don't know how to teach you how to be a boy. Go to God, go to a man trainer. And it's silly, but when they actually do, they go, oh, that actually works. How nice is it if he's taking over, he's taking care of his own responsibilities and growth. Hello, you've just finished listening to one of our episodes of Memoirs of an LDS Therapist. It's important to me that you have a chance to get more and more of these principles. We kept this brief because you probably have a busy life, but there's so much more. So please listen to the rest of these episodes and look for ways to apply them to your life. And ready f when you're ready for some deep and complex training, please look us up at lifechangingservices.org, specifically the marriage repair workshops and the Lazarus lectures. I look forward to seeing you in those more advanced trainings.